Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have on my friend and fellow artist, Jacqueline Freed. Jackie is a painter and a ceramicist and she graduated from the School of the Art Institute with me and she actually now lives and works in San Francisco, California. The California coast is actually, as you will hear, very much a part of what inspires her practice and she primarily paints landscapes as well as now is working towards hopefully illustrating a children's book at some point, which is super cool. And she is very interested in teaching, um, especially younger kids as well as high schoolers. So she's a really awesome person to talk to today because I really feel Jackie's uh, story and journey has, is really relatable. Um, I know it's very it feels very similar to what I went through post art school and now transitioning into having art as a small business. So we talk about all of that and more, and I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Jackie is such a warm, kind, and compassionate person who I know you guys will really enjoy hearing from. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Jackie. So today we have Jackie, and Jackie and I know each other from art school, and we kind of reconnected after school, and now she's actually in the artist accountability group with me, which has been super fun, and yeah, we're just going to chat about all things, you know, well, we can chat about a lot of things, but I think mostly we're going to talk about like stuff after art school and what's been going on, so Jackie, what have you been up to lately? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, right now I'm in San Francisco, and I'm trying to you know, make a small business, create a small business with my art, and I'm working towards that. Uh, I'm working at the Museum of Craft and Design, so um, that's been good to work around art. Uh, yeah, but that's that's what I've been. Can you tell to. us even more about like what your what is this small business that you're? What is your medium for those that aren't familiar of like? What did you go to school for? Are you continuing that um, story? I know a lot of people go to art school for one thing and then they end up doing some, they discover what they don't want to be doing yeah. and move in a new direction. Yeah, yeah. Well, right now I am working in oil paints. Also, um, I'm doing some gouache painting, so gouache and ink, and I am painting, the paintings I'm painting are much different than what I did in art school. So, at SAC, uh, it, the focus was really on conceptual art and thinking, and I felt like when I was in school, I was, you know, I studied painting and ceramics and I did some sculpture, and I think I was thinking way too much about my art, and uh, that kind of drove me a little crazy, like just thinking so much. So now I'm focusing more on um, painting things I know and painting things that people can, everyone can relate to. So I'm painting landscapes, I'm painting places I know. I want to write a children's book about like animals um, and I'm enjoying that a lot more. I've really changed my viewpoint recently uh, from like a point of view of an, just being an artist to like being like a small business owner and learning about advertising, Instagram, uh, just general business skills that I didn't you know, really focus on so much before. They don't teach that change. in art school. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's so important because if you're like an artist, you're so entrepreneurial. Uh, you know, you have to get yourself out there. You really need those business skills. Yeah. I yeah. relate wholeheartedly to what you just said. And funny <laughs> enough, we actually recorded an episode this past weekend where we we, we kind of looked back at the art I create. We both of us look back at the art we created both like in high school and college. And 
it was just kind of funny to look, not, I mean, it was enlightening to look at like how I work has changed. And I 100% agree with you, like art school, I was really in my head um, for better or for worse. And it's, it has been an adjustment post art school to make that mental switch to a small business. Can you talk a little bit about like that mental transition? Like, was that tough for you or has it been like a relief in any way to make that transition? Um, I think it's been tough and a relief because uh, making that transition made it more realistic. Like, okay, this is something I can actually do. This is um, something I can learn at and work towards. So it's been a relief, but it's been really challenging. I mean, I've had to like really learn a lot. Like I made a website, I learned how to make a website. Uh, I'm working on my Instagram and advertising and um, just general business skills, like how to sell your artists differently, something I'm still learning. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that once again, back to like art school, what art school did not teach me is I think we're all very much encouraged to go like one kind of route, which is like showing through galleries. And it's kind of like the gallery is going to end up doing that work for you in terms of like the sales and stuff. And all we should focus on is like the creating when in reality, that's just not how it works anymore. It's like an antiquated way of working and um in some ways i i think you being yes marketing your own work is taxing but i also think it's you have more control over how mm-hmm. it's like presented to um yeah and i don't know what and you is, get the full cut <laughs> yeah and you don't yes get <laughs> yeah. definitely have you tried to work with any galleries or after school or no yeah, yeah. So I'm a member of a gallery, and I okay. still am, and it's a community gallery. So it's okay. not one of the big names, uh, but it's it's a great gallery. It's the San Francisco yes. Women's Gallery. Um, so it's been around for a long time, and they they have juried shows. So how they work is they have juried shows once a month, um, and it's either members only or open show. And so they'll hire and someone like a curator or juror to juror in that work and there'll be a theme and then you can also write wall space and then they have ceramics and jewelry Um, and that's been a good experience because I've actually sold a few paintings through that gallery I mean it's yeah it's great I mean it's not a way I can make a living just selling through that gallery Um, but it's like exposure it's definitely yeah it's definitely exposure and I've sold the paintings I've sold are smaller works, so uh, I've sold like 8 by 10 so small works, which is um, popular, and yeah, and that's good just to get the work out there, and it's taught me about framing, and you have to put, so with the gallery, you have to frame it a certain way, you have to make it presentable, and you have to put the wires on the back, and like, so you can't just use the easy, you know, uh, what comes on the back of the frame you have yeah. to like you know uh, screw in nails put mm-hmm. in a a wire and that's been good to learn that professional side and I think it's perfect uh being a member of that gallery has pushed me to be more professional but of course it's not you know just selling through that gallery I can't make a living doing that so that's why so I, I see I, a lot of 
Oh, yeah. I mean, every platform has their pros and cons. But just because we haven't talked a lot about the gallery world as much, um, and I don't have any experience with gallery work, um, besides I've gone to galleries and look at it. How did you join this gallery? Is it a application just for those that maybe are interested in exploring this route? Um, We haven't we Julia, we really haven't talked too much about it. But it'd be great to just give people that insight of if they are interested, maybe it's for exposure or even the community or whatnot. Yes. And I think it's really, just to like hyphen what I, or just put a little asterisk next to what I said before, I think galleries are a great resource, but I think a lot of people like their idea, the idea was like, you Mm -hmm. rely solely on the galleries to like market your work. Um, But I do think they're great. So I'm excited to hear from you about like how you got into a gallery. Um, So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think they're pretty great, too, and I love going to galleries, too, and I think they're, like, a great addition to the art world and, like, being able to view them in a space. Um, yeah, so I, it's an application, uh, so you will apply, you'll show your work, you'll talk about your work, and they'll accept you or won't accept you, and then you pay a fee, and there's, it's, like, $125 a year. Um, okay. if you volunteer, so I volunteer twice a month, which I like doing cause I get to learn, I get to see art and then I get to learn more about, uh, what it's like to work in a gallery. So I really enjoy that. Um, and then, or you can pay about 300 and you don't have to volunteer. And so it's a what's good included in that membership? Is it that's uh, the membership or the fee that you're paying? Is it for the space on the wall or is it? The community or what i mean pitch like why why should i join the gallery like what is the yeah. selling points okay it's uh well for the community like everyone's very nice at the gallery there's a broad range i mean there are some younger artists and then there's uh older artists as well so there's a broad range of members you get to meet new people uh one of the jurors did a show, she curated a show at the De Young. So, like, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, for the last show, I th- yeah, so you get to meet, uh, you get to make connections. So you get to meet other people who work in other parts of the art world. Um, you also, you get to put that you're a member of a gallery and people respect that. And I know galleries take, they take part of the profits and that... I mean, but they do a lot of work as well. Like, they sell your work. They do a lot of work, and that's really helpful. But also, you can raise your prices, I think, if you're a member of a gallery. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, I don't know, it's like that atmosphere. People are willing to pay more. It kind of is an incentive. So I th- Yeah, I think it, like, elevates yeah. your work in a lot of ways. And like like you said before, I think there's a bit of it that's kind of, like, clout, too. It's like, I belong to a gallery. I'm in a gallery. And yeah. um, getting, like, another person to kind of sign off on the work um, is, I think, it does add value. Um, I have been, like, hesitant about being in galleries um, because I've heard some, like, I've heard bad stories and I've heard good stories, really? right? And I've, there have been some gal, I think there are some galleries that just uh, maybe, I think you have to find one that's a good fit, right? Because I think it sounds like yours is like a really awesome fit, but I highly recommend like doing a, like doing your research before putting your work in a gallery. Um, Because I, I think at the end of the day, some are like really, some are like really, really good and they have like the artists in mind and others have like more of their bottom line in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think like if you, 
if you find it in a gallery that's really which is what yours sounds like is they want to create a sense of community like that's really cool that's really awesome they really focus on community so they and janice she's really nice she's like one of the nicest people and she really cares yeah uh, yeah about the members so that's that's really great as well uh, but I can I can see why some galleries it wouldn't be as good. And also I've heard stories of people who they already have a reputation and they like are able to sell their own work and then they don't want to raise their prices so they don't want to yeah like show their work in a gallery because then yeah. when they sell their work through other ways then they have, to, have to be also raise consistent yeah. and then that they might lose customers or people. Once people get used to a certain price, like you can slowly raise it over time, but if you just double it one day, people yeah. are going to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the raise eyebrows. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're gonna be really skeptical. They're gonna be like, "How did this just double in price?" So I heard that's a conflict. So if you um, be aware of that, yeah, and you can't really when do like a sale or something as easily on your work um, because once again, like the pricing needs to be consistent, consistent. across the board. Um, yeah can you put your so i don't know if this is what if you have your item so if you have your item in a gallery that means it cannot be on your website for sale or uh instagram etc you could drive anyone to the gallery to purchase it through there is that correct yeah i mean i think it depends on the gallery like Mm -hmm. if you're represented by a gallery it can be very strict Okay. Like what you're allowed to do, like how you're allowed to sell your work, how you're allowed to, where you're allowed to show your work. But I'm not represented by a gallery. It's just a member. It's a community gallery. So like if it's being displayed in the gallery for that month, like I can't sell it somewhere else. But I could tell someone to go to the gallery. Got it. Um, But it's only for a month. So I could, after the show, I could, you know, sell it on my website. I could sell it anywhere. Right. So it's not... The gallery I'm part of, it's a community gallery, it's not strict, it's, they don't have super high prices, like it's, yeah, um, lower prices than, um, like big name. Probably because um, they, you have that membership everyone pays, which I think probably helps them so they don't yeah. have to take as much of a percentage off your work then. Um, yeah, and they and also don't actually, have to pay employees because they have volunteers. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly why, um, mm-hmm. they don't have to take, uh. They don't take 50%, they take like 35%, um, which I think is reasonable. And also they're a nonprofit, so they get money from the, they can get money through grants. That's cool. So the way, yeah, so it's a a good gallery, I would recommend. Speaking of Um, grants, because I know a lot of people who after art school, I heard this a lot, like pursued like getting a grant of any kind or uh, maybe you didn't pursue that or but I just was curious I mean it's all right if you don't know but do you have any experience with like trying to get a grant or any anything around that no I haven't tried to do that yet I've been thinking about doing it though yeah uh I've been looking at grants and I've seen some small grants like they're like three thousand five hundred five thousand dollars for uh you have to apply and I've I actually have been thinking of applying to them, but I haven't I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a that's a great way to keep going because I mean, yeah, no grants are a great way 
Yeah, I have like just, not explored that at all, but I was just curious. A quick question about the gallery life again. <laughs> Do you have to, so is it multiple um, thing, items or artists in one space? Do you ever have to keep to a theme? Is there, do they select a thematic and that you paint to, or is that how you get chosen to be part of the gallery of that month or whatnot? Just curious if, I think maybe some spaces that could be the case, mm -hmm. but I was curious if you've had any experience with that. Yeah, so each, uh, each month is a different theme. So um, like one month was slice of life. So there was a lot of, the juror chose a lot of paintings that related to like people, people in the everyday life. So that was a theme. It was like the everyday life um, in photographs as well. So one month is seascapes, cityscapes, uh, one month is San Francisco, one month's uh, like patterns and symmetry. Each month is, so every show is a theme, which I like because then there's a lot of unity in the artwork and that's really nice. And yeah. you can see, yeah. How did, um, how would you say, did you as an artist feel the effects of um, quarantine? Did that affect the gallery and how art was shown? Um, and was there any innovative ways that the gallery uh, supported the artists or the, or how did you through quarantine um, be able to still present and showcase your art where you wanted to? I Loaded think, question. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I think the pandemic has made me want to develop my Instagram more because Instagram is really great platform for artists. So I've been working on that. And that's something you can do anywhere. And even mm -hmm. if you're feeling like isolated, like during the pandemic and you're staying inside, it's also pushed me to paint a lot more and um, like paint and draw more and really focus more on my art. Um, because, you know, there's not a lot else to do. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> that's did your that's, subject change though? Have you changed subject matters just being that you're or I mean obviously you're in a warm climate area so you probably could still go out and paint. I, I don't know if your style is painting from your mind or do you like to be in the, the environment that you're painting um, but I don't know if that had any limitations or did it push you into new spaces that you might not have tried before. So San Francisco is not the warmest place in California. It is still like 50, 60. It's yeah. warmer than Chicago, so it's super yeah. warm. We compared. consider that warm. Yeah, so. yeah you probably yeah. consider that warm. But <laughs> yeah, but it's still, I mean, you can still go outside. So um, I use photographs, so I like to go places. And uh, I usually go with my partner who also really likes photography, and he's really good at photography. So I usually go with him. And we take photos, so I tried to, you know, use my own photos or his photos and, like, you know, see the place and get a feel for it. Um, and then paint from that photo. And I yeah. think, I don't know if quarantine has influenced what I paint, but I think moving, you know, back to San Francisco influenced me a lot. Mm. Yeah. Are you that from that area originally? Yes, yeah. yeah Chicago snow wasn't I inspiring. <laughs> Yeah, she, <laughs> I know I felt that way, but I definitely going back a little bit from like the art school, you know, transition. I uh, do you think like how long after I'm just curious to ask this because I know I had a bit of like 
a time after art school where I was like, okay, no more painting for a little bit. Or I just like didn't, I kind of felt a little bit blocked or it took me a while to get back into my practice. Did you experience that? Or did, what, what was that like initial like transition out of art school for you like? Yes, no, definitely was that, definitely stopped painting for a while. So when I first graduated, I stopped for a while and I just couldn't, you know, get back into it. And I wasn't inspired at all for about six to eight months. And mm -hmm. I even thought about changing career paths and mm -hmm. I was like a little lost, <laughs> you know, so I wasn't, I wasn't painting. I even took a ceramic class, but I found it really weird because everyone was really antisocial in that class. So I didn't like that. <laughs> it was, it was strange. It was just that one ceramics class. So uh, at a studio. So I definitely felt that and I started um, painting again, probably. I just started missing it. Um, so missing art. So, you know, I would talk to like my partner. I'd be like, oh, I miss, really miss art. And he's like, well, you need to paint again. And then, so I started painting again. And I started with watercolor and I started with a small painting of like the California Clipper. Um, and then I was like, okay, I don't feel so lost anymore. Like I'm doing art again. I found it again. And, um, then I just kept doing, going and going from there and painting and painting mm -hmm. again. Was that when you want to make it more of a career or, I mean, is that what you're still, is that your goal that you want this to be like a full-time, I'm I, Julie and I have talked about this so, so many times that like exactly what you're saying, like you took this time, this break, kind of an identity crisis of yeah. artist <laughs> world and then, but when was the moment where you realized it to be more than just a skill set that you have or a passion? Actually, I think it was during quarantine that I decided that. So <laughs> maybe it does relate more to quarantine than I thought. So, yeah. you know, with the, with the pandemic, a lot of things just fell out of your control. And, um, you know, I wanted to do art again and I wanted to become more professional. So I made a website um, and... I was like, oh, you know, I could start selling my art. I could see this becoming um, more of a career. And then I really started pursuing that. And I'm still working on that. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not full-time right now. I Maybe in the future I'll be full-time. But I've also thought about becoming a teacher and to do, like, teaching and then being an artist and selling my work. And I would really enjoy that. So those are kind of where I see myself. Yeah. And that totally makes sense. I think, I know, I think sometimes there's this um, unfair pressure mm -hmm. on artists to suddenly just say that they're full time, you know? Yeah. Um, when I think it's like, there are so many ways to, to skin the cat, right? It's like you, you can still have other part-time jobs or other mm -hmm. side gigs and, but still dedicate enough time to, to be creative. I mean, Aaron and I are kind of both um, I mean, we're kind of opposites in the way mm -hmm. that like, you know, you're, I, I'm currently doing art full time. Um, but I do have other like side gigs, you know, yeah. like it's, uh, it's kind of flipped for me. And then Erin is like full time is like her job in advertising and art is more of like a creative outlet than mm -hmm. like a business. So it's, it's kind of interesting. You're like the in-between for yeah. us. Yeah. Like funny <laughs> yeah. Way. I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I went to art school it just, it, it, and it just, I think it, put me in a different direction. And I think that's what's so interesting is that not everyone that goes to art school is going to go out and be whatever people consider full-time artists or in a studio the whole time. Um, and I think it's just a matter of finding the balance. Um, some people, it's, they, they can, we interviewed um, 
someone in the past that that's they're like I was born and like this is and that is what I'm meant to do and they have the energy and the drive to do it 24 7 and I found that to be it took away the passion for me when I was painting to sell that was just how I had it where Julia she's found this way to and she did it once and then left it and then returned back with a different mindset to figure out how it could be both the best worlds for her yeah it's it is such a mindset thing I I think because mm-hmm. have you struggled with this at all Jackie of like you know when you're creating art to sell how does how does that mindset affected you or has it affected you in any way like does it change what you paint or how you paint I mean it has I mean in art school I was very experimental and yeah um when I decided I want to make paintings and ceramics to sell, it's probably, it's definitely more relatable. And, you know, I'm painting like landscapes and familiar scenes, but I actually found that I enjoy those. And I'm not, I mean, I'm painting to sell in some ways, but I'm still having so much freedom to create. Yeah. And I still like, you know, love the things I'm creating. So I, you know, it doesn't feel like I'm just creating to sell like that's something to sell yeah Yeah. which is tough which we've discussed that a lot in past episodes is you know you gotta if you're if this is your income like you gotta also cater to the needs of what people want um and not necessarily always what you want and i think it's finding that i mean julia will talk about commissions for days oh yeah (laughs) Um, yeah those are a different story i mean i think i have i definitely have trouble with commissions like i don't enjoy commissions as much I mean, I think that's... I don't know if anybody does, really. <laughs> no, <laughs> because you don't have that same freedom. And I did I did mm-hmm. a commission a while ago, like a week or two ago, where it was um, it was for to relate to a, like a scientific paper. And the vision I wanted for the, the, uh, the drawing didn't match his vision. So, you know, I had to compromise. And yeah. I think that's definitely a part of commissions that... Yeah. You don't have I all that. I take back what I said about commissions because I actually I had like my first rare experience of really enjoying a commission this past week because someone asked me to paint a version of the series I'm currently working on just of their city so it's like was in the style I'm currently doing it's what is like on my mind currently and it was super fun and he was like this is great I love it and it it was really refreshing because it was like wow finally someone's asking me to paint something that I do, you know, and not like, mm-hmm. here's a picture of my cat. Please paint my cat. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like that's In fine. This I don't style. Mind painting your cat. But it's like someone actually sought out my style, yeah. my subject matter and wanted that. And I think that that's so cool. When that aligns, it's really awesome and refreshing, but I don't, that has not been a test. It has not happened overnight. It's been a yeah. journey to get there. And I think, and I still am not 100% there. Like I still take the well, the cat commission. People forget oh, that that's okay. like, you don't become an artist overnight. Like it takes time to develop your brand and establish your brand as any company. Like, yeah. you know, a new yeah. beverage company isn't going to be the top beverage company overnight. It takes time. And that's why you have to take those commissions to get your get moving and get your name out as just the skilled artist. And then eventually, as you have time to develop your brand, per se, you get that um, the liberty of that freedom. And we had a again, we talked to another woman in the past and who was working part time in advertising and then pursuing um, her art 
um, part time, but she she was doing part time both, um, and she was hoping yeah. and she. At right now, she hopes that it will be her full time in the future. But for now, she was saying it gives me the freedom to say no, um, and as, to not compromise, and not compromise until yeah. you know. And it's which not everyone has that luxury of doing um, as you're, you know, trying to get your name out there. I think it sounds like you have a nice balance, though, Jackie. Of like, you enjoy what you're painting, you like it. And I also think that there is this perception of, I know I felt this way, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, of after art school, it's like, either you keep creating in this way of being really experimental, or you're selling out. And I don't think that that's fair, because there's so much in between that. There's so much to enjoy and so much to paint that isn't, you know, yes, someone has painted you know, a, a landscape before, you know, obviously, but that doesn't mean I'm selling out because I'm painting landscapes now. Like, why does that have to be, you know? And I think that it took me a while to come to terms with like, no, I don't have to paint like the way I did in art school. I can paint the way I want to, and I'm not selling out and I can still sell my work. I don't know. Do you feel like that's kind of what you've have you struggled with that or was it just me no no I definitely struggled with that I mean you know in art school you're encouraged to be so experimental and you know if yeah. you just paint like flowers or landscapes people are kind of like you know it's yeah. it's not what you do it's just like the culture and that's I mean I'm glad I got to experiment more and I'm glad I got to yeah. have that experience but uh painting things like I actually enjoy painting landscapes and I love what you say about how you're you're just painting like what you want to paint right you're not yeah you know you yeah. can still enjoy it yeah it's still <laughs> it so enjoyable yeah yeah and it also and it can sell too which is amazing so like yeah. it's so great when the two things align and that's not a bad thing and that's not selling out um but I I definitely think I the the psychology of art school definitely like lingered with me for a while and took some time to like get over. But it's really refreshing to speak with somebody else who like, especially because like you went to the same, you went to SAIC with me. So you know exactly what I'm talking yes. about. We can relate. Like we know exactly what we're talking about. Um, and know that like, okay, we're on the other side of it now and we're happy with what we're creating and still creating. Because I know a lot of people who like just stop creating after art oh, school. You, you burned out. Yeah, I you mean, really I left up. art school after a year. I mean, I still pursued a degree in art, but I left a fine art school to a like big university um, because after my first year, I panicked. I was like, "What am I gonna oh. do with this skill set? Like, am I gonna teach? Am I gonna?" I peep, there was a lot of like confusion of the. I never really thought much of like what career I was gonna come out with. Because um, yeah. I just loved creating art, and then when I got into art school yeah. and you know college, people are like, "Oh, what are you going to be? You know, do this or this with it?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know." <laughs> yeah, uh, so much pressure from the outside mm -hmm. world to like have that figured out yes. uh, before we even graduate. And like, so what are you going to do with this degree in art? You know, it's like a question I got all the time, and I was like, "Well, I don't." I I just kept on telling them, well, I'm gonna figure it out. Like, yeah. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to figure it out. But, yeah. but I think it, there's so often this perception of like you kind of have like three options after art school. It's like become a teacher, work in a gallery or a frame shop, or become actually make it as a full time artist. Which is not true. There are so many other ways to to make it work. There's so many different directions, but. I think that that's kind of the story we're told, which does sound really bleak, quite honestly. Um, did you get like that question a lot from like 
maybe friends or family when you decided to pursue art or go to art school or were they very supportive? Um, yeah, I mean, people were supportive. I mean, they liked my art, but I also just told people I would become a teacher. So like okay. that was an easy solution, but you know, oh, nice. internally I was like always struggling <laughs> with that yeah. <laughs> throughout art school. <laughs> I was very stressed. And then when I graduated, I was like, oh shoot, I really wish I prepared more for this. Yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All. If you like, do, I know you mentioned teaching um, again, uh, potentially, and I don't know if you're speaking in regards to art, but I'd love to know. I have something I've dabbled, the thought has crossed my mind this past summer with teaching art. Is there like an age that you're passionate about to like teach? Would it be like, you know, collegiate level or I think that's a word, um, like teach it at an art school again, (laughs) or, you know, really for me, I I love how the young, young mind of like really young people, uh, like, I mean, like so young that they're finger painting. um, Yes. And so it's like crafting the creativity and honing in on that. But so there's like, obviously there's so many different ways and ages and levels of art you could teach. Is there one that you've always been drawn to or had in the back of your head? Yeah. So I've thought I've taught six year olds and I really like that age. So I taught Mm -hmm. private art lessons with six year olds. And I also taught for young Rembrandts for a while. Um, so I worked with that age, six to 10, and I really like that age because they just like love art and they're like open to it and you can teach mm-hmm. them like basic skills. Like they're already so creative and they already like love art, but you know, you could teach them to fill in all the empty spaces and the color. And um, mm-hmm. so I really like that age, but I also like, I like different ages as well. I also like adults um, and I was thinking of being a high school art teacher. I'm not sure if I would want to work. I'm really conflicted about working in a university. Um, so I don't know if I want to go down that route just because my art's so different than what's encouraged there. Yeah. And I've found a lot of, you know, freedom in my art. And I didn't feel like I had, you know, the freedom to just paint landscapes in college. So uh, I really liked my art, high school art teacher. Like I found, I went to like a college prep school. So I felt like it was emphasis on like math and science so I felt I didn't really like it I don't know how to say I felt Mm -hmm. you know kind of repressed in a lot of ways so like when I like you know uh the high school art class was kind of like my free haven to be creative and to my art teacher kind of let me do my own thing too because she knew I would like paint and I would still work um work hard on the project so I really like the idea of being that for kids in high school. Yeah, I like yeah. being that that place they can go to be creative if it's, you know, not a super creative high school. Mm-hmm. And they can kind of enjoy that space and learn. I definitely think I relate to, I know Erin and I, we've talked about this, like that art was definitely, I, I also went to a college prep school where yeah. math and science and, you know, all that, all that was really pushed hard. And then I agree, I felt like, when I'd go to art class, I could like take a deep breath and it was like, this is enjoyable and relaxing. And like, I felt so much less pressure because mm-hmm. everything else was, had like a goal in mind, right? It's mm-hmm. like, this is preparing me for, for college. Um, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, so what was the young, you said young Rembrandts? Is that what you, is yeah, that Yeah, I worked for I love them. that name. <laughs> yeah. Where, where is that? I've actually never heard of them. What, what is that? They're in Chicago, so... Okay. Yeah, I worked for them, 
right after I graduated, well, like in the fall. So I was thinking, you know, I was like, oh, I should work towards being a teacher because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So I Mm -hmm. started, I got a job working for them. Uh, And that was okay. It wasn't, uh, they, they make your, I mean, it's a great program for kids, but they make your, their, their lesson plans. And I actually like to make my own lesson plans and I enjoy that. So they'll like provide you with the lesson plan and you just teach, which I, I don't really like because I like to the process of making a lesson plan and um, creating that to teach. And it's just after school Uh art lessons. So they, it's like one hour after school, uh, you go into the school, you, they provide, they give you the supplies, you bring in the supplies and you teach in like an empty classroom. Okay. And kids really love it. It's really great for kids. Yeah, that is great. It's like a nice like after school activity, especially I know my parents, I know some parents who work and then they Mm -hmm. want their kids to go do like either a sport, but it's nice if there's like that art as an option. Yeah. Um, Do you, for somebody who is also maybe interested in trying to teach or do you, I know you said you do private lessons as well. Um, How did you like get like clients for that like private lessons did you just like know kids or how did you start doing that so I did it in Chicago before I moved um back to California I was living in Ukrainian village and it was actually during the pandemic so I was actually surprised that I found um parents who were interested because I taught them outside so it was safer um I went on the parents page so mm-hmm. I, there was like a parents of Ukrainian village and I just said like, you know, I went to, you know, art school and, Mm -hmm. um, I worked for young grandparents and I wanted, if anyone's interested in private lessons, like I'll teach them. And then, um, I had, you know, um, this one, you know, woman, she reached out to me and she had two girls who were interested in, so I taught them all summer. I taught them like once a week for an hour. And it was really great. Um, I would make my own lesson plans and I wanted to, you know, teach them how to draw different things. So the first lesson was a sunflower and I, we were wore masks, we were in the backyard, so it was fine. Um, and I wanted to make it really fun for kids in the beginning because, you know, they've been cooped up during this pandemic and it must be really hard. Mm-hmm. So they just want to like have fun and play. So I'd be like, bought a sunflower and I brought it and I bought some watercolor paints and kids art supplies are pretty cheap and um, I said I would provide all the materials and um, so I like showed up and then I just started teaching and they were really great kids and I taught them how to draw shapes. That's awesome I think that's really good to hear too for some of our listeners who maybe are like oh I don't know how to begin teaching or whatever it sounds like I think especially now during a pandemic, I think a lot of parents are like but desperately looking for something to like get get their kids out or like someone's mm-hmm. there at the house in the backyard for like an hour so they can get some work done. Um, especially as we're approaching like warmer weather here in Chicago at least or yeah. um, wherever, that that's a great option. Honestly, I think I might try to do that this summer. Yeah, so and like you should. Kids yeah. in authority, like I think there's such a difference of like being a teacher and an instructor versus so-and-so's coming over to babysit. Like you are, like you've set that stage already that you're coming over to educate and teach. Like you're not the babysitter. You're there to Mm -hmm. show them this. Here is my hour and 
later. So Someone who was a nanny. Yes. <laughs> way better. I know. That's why I was like, because I don't want people to think that it's like a nanny, a, busy, a nanny that's teaching art. It's like, no, you set those professional boundaries of like, if there's a dispute or a problem, like mom and dad are there and have to take care of that. You're there to just teach. I mean, I, I did private cello lessons my entire childhood and it was, I was terrified of my teacher actually. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> she was really yeah, sweet. No, she was I really think... quiet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you definitely have to set those boundaries. And if you say like you do one hour art lessons and you show up for an hour and then you teach and you just teach in that hour, you set those boundaries and you just say, I'm going to come for an hour and I'm going to teach your kids like how to like make art. You're not ba- you're not stuck in that role of babysitting. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's important. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point, because I think it is very easy for that to yet become what that is. So, um, anyway, I also, I also think it's important because I know I had a private instructor when I was a kid and it was super impactful on my journey at, to become an artist. Like I really, Mm -hmm. really looked up to her and inspired me. So that's a whole other thing too. It's like, I think it's very fulfilling that you could be inspiring the younger generation to do this full time and showing them that this is like a professional career and this is what I do. But yeah, I think that that's, that's really awesome. Is there anything else that you've been up to lately since art school or things that you're aspiring to do? Like what's next or coming up for you? Well, I want to write a children's book. So that's kind of something I've been oh, working yeah, that's on. Right. Yeah, okay. like I love storytelling um, and children's books. They're just so colorful. So I like I like that they're colorful and they're fun. And they're so like I want to write a children's book that involves animals and an adventure. Um, and see if I could get that published. And I still yeah. don't know a lot about that. So that will be an interesting journey. Amazon this has some so- great tools that you can do print as you go. So anyone that's listening, oh, that's um, I'm not in a children's book, but I am in a book, um, not as an artist, um, but I'm in a chapter of a book that uh, a bunch of people put their stories together. And I, be- I didn't like run the whole thing but what I learned was uh it was a non-profit so obviously we didn't want to invest in buy a a thousand two thousand books and then not make any money to give to the charity so it's a print as you go so when people order it Amazon has to approve it the content and make sure that it fits into their guidelines and once it's approved um they print it as you order it so Uh, And the quality was really nice. Again, it was more of like a book, chicken soup for the soul kind of book. So there was illustrations in it, but they were black and white. So I don't know what their capabilities are with color. But yeah, but I can't imagine that's not a thing. Um, I mean, it's such a great resource. There's a whole world of publishing that is totally like self-published. Accessible, yeah. Yeah, I actually, um, I actually, uh, I can send you a podcast I listened to that is about a woman who's a writer. Oh, I'd love a side that. Note, um, who, and how she's kind of, she's been self-publishing, so yeah. I can send you. Her Instagram handle is called Inspired to Write, and oh. I really, her name is Amy. I can't remember her last name, but she's really cool. Um, and she has, like, self-published a couple books now because she kind of wanted to go around that, um, you know, all the hurdles you have to go through mm-hmm. to publish something. So, um, yeah, well, that's really awesome, and I... I'm excited to see what that looks like because your work is really like happy and you do, I think you just posted today, there was like, was it a turkey that you did? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And it's like so cute and I love it. And I could see that being in a, I mean, I say it's cute, but as it's like, 
because I know that sounds patronizing. I mean, it's like very well painted, yeah. but it's like Beautiful. I get the I get the the uh, personality of the turkey, which I think oh. is like <laughs> like it, good for it's endearing. Book. Yeah, yeah, like it would be good for in a children's. book. Actually, that um, will be in the children's book. That's one of the illustrations. <laughs> oh, perfect. Where can people see your art? Would you? Lo- I would love to yeah. hear like where people can visit your website, your Instagram to follow along. I'm sure there's some people out there that maybe know people who have children that may want more private lessons or yeah. children's books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can find me at Jacqueline.free.art and I'm on Instagram and I, I post on there and also my website, JacquelineFree.com. So I'm on both Perfect. of those. And if, if you want to reach out to me, uh, if you're interested in private lessons, I'm willing to do that again. I've been actually wanting to do that more. So, yeah. That's great. Awesome. Well, we will we'll put that all in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll be posting on our Instagram too. So you can go check out Jackie's work at Gesso Girls and we'll also tag her so that you can find her that way. Um, but Jackie, thank you so much for coming on. I was I think this was a really great conversation. I feel like we discussed a lot of really great things. Um, learned a lot. People can relate to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and learned a lot. So thank you. And thank you guys all for listening and stay tuned for next week.